Happy Sunday, everybody. Welcome to another episode of River City 93. It is going to be the most fun episode we've done yet. And all of that is a lie. None of this has been happy. None of this has been fun. It has been an absolute crap weekend if you're a Kickers fan. But we're here to talk about it and talk about uh, how Nebraska is the worst place in the world. Uh, nobody should probably ever go there. And uh, yeah, bad. But uh, got some... Got some guys here to be able to you know, help us out with talking about bad. Uh, Shanir, how bad are you? Uh, crappy performance, crappy field. Shanir uh, is crappy. Welcome to the club. <laughs> Gabe, how bad are hey, you doing? I, I heard that corn is actually bad for you. So I think people in Nebraska can just, you know, continue eating corn and you need Omaha can eat all the corn they want. Excellent. Excellent. And then, uh, you know, we got a newcomer today filling in for Elliot who I don't care where he is. He's not here. Uh, you know, but we got, you know, Alex, uh, you know, also known online as league one updater, Alex. So uh, welcome to this hellscape. Thank you. Glad to be here. All right. Not necessarily the response I would have expected to, you know, today, but uh, appreciate you being here anyway. <laughs> so if you uh, were fortunate enough to have better plans on a Saturday night than any of us, you might not realize that the kickers went out to Omaha and lost four to one. That doesn't tell the whole story, unfortunately, I don't think, uh, but we'll help walk through all, you know, all that happened, uh, the brief glimmers of good, and the uh, you know raging, raging mass of bad that happened you know, throughout the ninety minutes out there last night. Uh, I guess to start off with you guys. We saw the you know, starting lineup, same exact thing from uh, the Chad, yeah, Chattanooga game. What were your uh, kind of thoughts, expectations going in to last night? Uh, you know, knowing that coming off a win, you know, going out to a team that's been up and down, and then you see this team come out. Gabe, you want to start us off? Yeah, um, I was, um, I was, I was not super hopeful looking at the lineup, knowing that Hornsby was out again. He provides so much on the left side in terms of particularly attack. Um, and I, though there, there was, I was also kind of hopeful because, like, I, there was, there's part of me that was hopeful. Is what I mean is that the that that diamond formation with Joao uh, kind of being more in that attacking role was something that I was excited about seeing. Um, but yeah, no Hornsby meant I, I, I didn't think we were going to score many goals and uh, we did not. All right, Shanir, any, any you know, good thoughts going into the game? Um, I mean, looking at how, the previous week was against Chattanooga. Um, I, I felt that it was a good idea to go with the same lineup because with a diamond shape, with a diamond four four two in the midfield is 
probably on paper more suited for a narrow field like this one. So I was like, okay, well, it's, it's better to go with this than a 433 than we usually are used to where we are attempting to um, go wide and attack from the wing. So this diamond formation in the middle will give us a little more oomph in the midfield and allow us to create more in the, mi in, in the middle of the field because there's no point in using the wing. Um, unfortunately, that did not go to plan. Yeah, say the least. Now, I think you play, pay a lot more attention to the you know, rest of the league than any of us do. Uh, you know, what were you ex expecting you know, to see coming into this game? Well, um, Sierakowski um, getting another start over Bentley, Belmar, Gordon. Um, I like the guy. I'm glad uh, Richmond picked him up. Um, he's the best available out there to fill a need uh, to give us some more uh, depth. Uh, but we, you know, should probably be realistic uh, about our expectations with him being a you know journeyman from USL League One. Um, but uh, you know, I was I was hoping I was hoping he would uh, you know do a little bit more. Okay, all right. So it, it wasn't all bad on Saturday. You know, we had a few bright spots along the way, and. Uh, I mean, let's talk about the positive first. Let's get you know you know the good going, and I want to you know you know, lead this off with you know talking about you know our main man Emiliano Terzaghi, you know becoming you know the uh, they're having you know, Star Wars night out out there. So I mean he you know, became uh, you know Palpatine, you know in their eyes. You know he had a nice uh, three minute spell where it might be one of the first times I've heard audible boos. You know towards a you know, opposing you know, player, you know in this league and. Uh, Loved it. Loved it. Yeah, so uh, while we start off with, uh, you know, Emmy doing what he's been doing for the last month or so, and that's winning penalties. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, Alex, uh, kind of walk us through what you saw on that play you know, fe uh, that featured uh, you know, the guy you were just mentioning, Ryan Sierkowski. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was a legitimate, it's a legitimate penalty. Um, I know, I know there, the, you know, some people watching, and Omaha might disagree, but watching it on television, it was, I think it was a, you know, legitimate penalty. Uh, we do know that he's good at drawing those and sometimes acting. Um, that's, you know, but that's part of the game sometimes. Um, but yeah, I mean, like you can't, you know, you can't let him, if you're the opposing team, you can't let him draw you into that. And, and they did. The play that led to the penalty itself. Um, with regards to the play that led to the penalty, I can understand a fan of Union Omaha being like, oh, well, he dies, but it was foolish. It was really, really foolish. Terzaghi is going away from goal towards the, the baseline. He's not heading towards your goal. Why even go down was, was my issue. Like, why even go for the tackle? in that situation he's going away from goal there's no point in doing it so that was just a foolish 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 thing um from uh the uh the union omaha player i can't remember what was the name of the player who committed the foul uh, I think it was yeah Swahi. i mean in that situation i mean who wouldn't go down you feel like you're you're heading away from goal and you feel a clip in the back of your ankle, I'm going down too. Like, why are you even going for that tackle? 
So it was it was a legit Stonewall PK in my eyes. I would add um, <clears throat> the play leading up to the penalty was was solid from us. Um, Joao played well in the midfield, uh, played a great ball to Sirikowski, who then um, cut it inside to Terzaghi into the box. Um, and Terzaghi in the box, as we know, is is super dangerous. And so um, he immediately drew defenders onto him who who saw uh, who saw him as a threat, and they 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 clipped him, you know. And Trezaghi Trezaghi knows to to go down in that moment. Um, it, he he legitimately could have been tripped as well, but I, I liked the play leading up to it. I liked Joao uh, in the midfield there, making that making that pass to Sirikowski, um, and Sirikowski, you know, earning that penalty assist, if you will. And so, um, yeah, it was good play leading up to the leading up to the goal. Yeah, personally, I'm not even sure if they called uh, Suahi or Nuhu, you know, for the foul because they both kind of converged. Uh, you know, the two you know Omaha players and Emmy all kind of ended up in the exact same spot because I think the ball took a little bit of a deflection on the cross too, and that's uh, what kind of led it into the weird spot, you know, on the field. Uh, I'm not 100 percent you know convinced that uh, you know full contact was made, but I also don't care. You know, uh, I we've I. I've complained about you know this for you know a couple of years on here that you know, for a three-time MVP, I mean, does not get many calls. Uh, so yeah, he's starting to get some. I want, I'm not going to uh, you know, backtrack on on any of that. You know, it all evens out, and maybe it's evening out now. Uh, but yeah, so he steps up, you know, hits the penalty, you know, just rolls it right in the corner. And uh, what takes it to one one at that point? We'll go back. Maybe we'll go back and talk about why it wasn't uh, tied up at that point already. Uh, but then that celebration, you know, coming right after that, yeah. I, I love the celebration from Emmy. Um, you don't you don't really see him do too much in a celebration after scoring. Uh, it looks like he he often does the the heart with his arms. You know, he lifts his arms up, creates a heart. Uh, towards the camera or towards his wife in the stands and his and his daughter, I think. So, um, you know, loved love to see him a little bit more animated after scoring a goal. Um, the the flex was was strong, and I you know I'm here for that. I'm here for Emmy, you know, becoming a little more animated, doing a, doing something a little bit more than you know kissing the badge uh, and, and the heart stuff. So it was it was good. I, it's an A plus from me in terms of celebration. I mean, it's given the given it right back to the, the the crowd that's that's like booing him incessantly right there. So, I mean, that's that was good. Yeah, I don't. Know. Maybe it's me. Kind of fun being the bad guy sometimes, you know. And uh, you know, I'm all for our guys you know, leaning into it as long as they're not actually you know, being the big giant dickheads. Omaha took care of that today, which leads us in the next. Oh yeah. Which leads in the next portion of you know Emmy the Omaha villain, uh, you know featuring uh, good old secret kickers agent Joe Gallardo, you know, uh, you know our former guy coming back, uh, you know he knows where his heart is, looking to help out the boys, uh, and you know what was it two minutes after the penalty, uh, things are looking really up for the kickers all of a sudden. Yeah, I mean uh, Emmy. Emmy definitely drew that. Um, he instigated it, uh, got the and got the yellow for it. But you know, a, a head motion like that with contact is a red card every day. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Shanir, what's going on through it? good Joe's head in that moment? Like, what, like, what, how did you see that play out? I mean, I, I just think he, I think Joe may have had a situation where he allowed the, the fans to get into his head. Like, the fans for those three minutes are just booing Terzaghi and making him out to be a villain. And I think Joe kind of got carried away into that and Terzaghi capitalized on it, got into his head, and Joe made the mistake. Again, foolishness, foolish of him to do, but what's he going to do? If you, if you, once, you, once you allow someone to get in your head like that, it's only a matter of time before you're getting sent off. Yeah, so uh, paint the picture a little more clearly. Things have all gone out for what, like a throw-in or a corner kick? It doesn't matter where the ball was, really. Yeah, I think it was a corner. Yeah. Uh, but it looks like, you know, Emmy just starts jawing at Gallardo. It didn't seem like anything too much, you know, really. Uh, and you know, they do the they end up, you know, doing the, you know, kind of face-to-face, you know, forehead-to-forehead, you know, you know, dumb old macho guy, you know, bit that you see a lot. Uh, and Gallardo decides, all right, you know, right now while the ball is dead, you know, right in the line of sight of everybody, yeah, I'm just going to, you know, push forward with you know, my head a little bit, you know, against the guy who has a reputation for maybe, you know, finding his way to the ground relatively easily. I mean, A-plus acting. <laughs> did, the, did the job. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, yeah, after they, you know, Sort out all the fracas. Uh, Gallardo gets sent off, you know, 40th, 41st minute, something like that. Uh, like Alex mentioned, Emmy picks up a yellow. I'll make that trade every day of the week, right? You know, Emmy's probably going to pick Absolutely. up a yellow, you know, most games anyway. He seems to be 50 50 for getting booked. So if he can get booked and, you know, pop another guy off the field, yeah, we'll take that. And at this point, things are looking up. Yeah. I mean, I was feeling optimistic right at this moment, right? And, you know, to kind of rewind things a little bit, this, you know, not going in a sequential order by any means, up until, you know, the team equalized, I was not feeling optimistic in any way in that first half. It was, no. it was rough uh, and kind of a harbinger of things to come, you know, later on. So, uh, overall, you know, that first half hour, what, 35 minutes before, you know, the score got you know, tied back up. What were your overall you know, impressions? And then we'll you know, kind of, if you all will bring it up on your own, we'll talk about the goal. But how are you feeling uh, you know, up until the penalty? Um, up until the penalty, it, it, it looked like Union Omaha, used to that crappy field, kickers, had no idea what they were getting into. It seems like, um, for some reason, still trying to go wide, and they, they were doing this the entire game. Still trying to go wide, and when a field is that narrow, going wide doesn't help you because you're still within the crowd of the of, of the middle of the field because it, it, there's no width, there is no space. You would think as much on the. <laughs> I mean. You would think, yes, but I think 
the, the 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 difference between the way the kickers were using the width of the field and the way Union Omaha were using the sidelines was we were taking it as our go-to while Union Omaha were more so drawing us into the middle and then quickly getting it out wide to cross it in. When the ball went out wide for us, it stayed out there for a while before we even thought of crossing it in. By then, everything is crowded. And there were a lot of opportunities, even in the second half as well. But there are a lot of situations where kickers have the ball in the midfield and there is a giant hole just just outside the 18 where no one is. Like not a single white jersey in that area. Or I mean black jersey in that area. And and it's like, okay, okay, can we use that midfield? We have a diamond. If we have a diamond, let's flood that midfield. And we flood that midfield, we can push them back. We now which is very unkickers like if you go historically, we now have players that can hit long range shots. We have players that can hit it from outside the 18. We needed to start using that, and we did not. We did not use that at all. There were a couple of shots that we took in the bit, like kind of early part of the first half um, outside of the 18. I think, I think Joao tried to hit one. Um, they were. Yeah, they were deflected by uh, Zaka, I think. Yeah. Almost wrong-footed, but yeah. yeah, they they weren't. I mean, they weren't good, but they they were giving us that space. And so I would have liked, like you said, Shinir, I would have liked to have seen us use that space um, a little bit more. Um, my, my impression leading up to the penalty was that we just looked asleep at the wheel, man. I mean, we yeah. <laughs> Omaha was beating us to every ball. Um, they had a ton of good chances, or at least it felt like a ton of good chances early. I think it was three or four, like really great opportunities. Um, first half, Will Palmquist stood on his head. You know, if, if I could say like a player of the first half, probably Will Palmquist is that guy. Um, made a couple, like one particularly great save and um, was just, yeah, was just a, a strong presence there in the net. But yeah, just looked asleep, didn't look prepared, looked like it was the first time playing on that field, which I had a really hard time understanding. I mean, Darren's been going there for, for three years with these teams. I don't know what happened. Um, like, it, it's almost as if they forgot that the field would be that narrow. Again, it's not changed in three years. Yeah, it hasn't changed. But I, I think for one, one thing is I think the quality of the field also was pretty poor. I don't know if they were taking a page out of Charlotte's book. I don't know if any of you caught some of the gold cup matches. I mean, those fields were dire and it was almost that bad. Like you could see the ball didn't have as much bounce. The ball wouldn't roll as far as it normally should. It, or as fast as it normally should on, on a soccer pitch. It just, it just, the field was bad all around. It was crappy fields. You know, like I said, crappy field, crappy performance, and then the width didn't help. The lack of width, I should say, didn't help. Yeah, Alex, what else do you see in the first half? Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with everything that's been said so far. Um, I really don't have much to add beyond that. Um, Ponquist definitely carried him through the first half. Um, but, yeah, we looked unprepared. Um, and like like you said, like we looked like we hadn't been there before. And like, you know, I, I don't know what the excuse is there. They couldn't use weather for the excuse. It was an absolutely perfect day. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, let's go ahead and, you know, transition into the start of the bad of all this, you know, for the first goal, but also even throughout you know, the first half, 
crosses and corner kicks just seem to be an absolute kryptonite you know, for our defense. And don't give me, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm pretty sure that's supposed to be one of our strengths this year is defending you know, flighted balls, right? Uh, you know, so early on, you know, Mesa had, you know, a header that he probably should have scored on, uh, you know, that uh, Will had no, would have had no chance on, you know, luckily was able to see it go by his post. Uh, you know, had, you know, the, you know, another cross that came across and, you know, Akoff just absolutely skinned Meacham, you know, was able to get a good shot off. That's the one Gabe was referencing uh, with the you know, quality save. Unfortunately, it was a corner then. And uh, again, correct me if I'm wrong here, uh, JP Skier's known for being good in the air. Correct, Alex? Yes. Seems to be where he gets a lot of his goals usually. And, you know, one of the best. Somehow looked to me like he was either a free man or Meacham was supposed to be on him on a corner. Yeah, Not- Meacham was on him. Meacham got bodied on that Meacham. one. <laughs> Meacham got dunked on. Was- yeah, I don't know if on him was yeah. the right term, but uh, but yeah, I, mean, I would I'm trying to think of, you know, okay, Mesa is maybe a, you know, these dark, maybe, you know, like Swahi or somebody coming up, but I would think that you still want, you know, a Dakota, an Alni, a Sukos, you know, one of your strong aerial players on the proven goal threat coming off of a corner. Yeah, Mesa is a short guy, but he can jump. He can jump. Yeah. So that that was – And he absolutely jumped over Fitch. (laughs) Yeah, we'll get to that one. Uh, (laughs) uh, But, yeah, so that was disappointing, like slightly understandable, but I think – the how was a little bit disappointing for me. As I've watched the replay back, I don't blame Will on that goal. Part of me also wonders, could he have possibly got you know a hand to that? I'm not going to kill him on that one you know, for anything. No. But, yeah, the camera work was also uh, an interesting choice. Questionable. You know, that play. Yeah, questionable angle. I, I don't know if we would have been able to see. Because what, what I wanted, would have wanted to see was a, a, maybe a view from closer down to the ground where we could see the, if, how much the ball, you know, lobbed or rainbowed over uh, Will's hand. Because it, it seemed like it was one of those situations where uh, Sears actually just got, like, a good header on it to get it to kind of loop over and still get under that crossbar. But again, like you said, the angle, the camera angle was just not going to let us know whether that was the case or not. Yeah, Got to love the producer making the choice to go with a, you know, ISO on the ball camera cut, you know, midway through the kick. What a choice. What a choice. We love our league. Well, we don't love the production of the video quality <laughs> most of the time. Usually it's it's better than just better than not being able to watch it. I mean, that is true. Put it you know, that way. <laughs> I remember the days of you know, being you know, overjoyed when you know, get a dial-up, uh, you know, audio-only webcast, you know, trying to find away games and everything. And, it'd be, you know, yeah, you think our, you think our audio production is bad here. This is like 10 times better than that garbage that we were listening to way back in the day. <laughs> All right. So anything else on the first half before we move into – the, easily the worst half, you know, of the year. Mm. In a long time. 
Yeah, no, nah, nothing, nothing more really from the first half for me. All right, let's hop over and uh, yeah, drown our drown our misery in here. So one change of the half, uh, Jake Meacham comes off. Uh, Chris Cole comes on. On the one hand, for me, you guys, you know, love to hear your opinion on this. I totally get taking Meacham off because he was terrible in the first half. You know, and he's probably not doing much to you know win over Darren because you know he lost pain in that Madison game you know a few weeks ago. You know, got like you guys mentioned, got pretty much dunked on on this corner. And he got torn up by Akoff you know, throughout you know the first half. So I get taking him off. I don't understand putting Cole in there at that time, knowing that you're up eleven v ten. That that's one uh, question mark I had. Another one was how deep in the second half Zaka was playing. Zaka was playing like a third center back for most of the second half, and that I don't know if that was an intentional change from from Darren, but it's like you're playing against ten men. Dude. You 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 shouldn't be taking a guy out of the midfield to put in the back. You need to be taking a guy out of the midfield to make as a more another attacking midfielder or or. If Zaka doesn't, if you don't feel that Zaka can do that, put, I don't know, put Dwyer on for Zaka and have him play further up. Play with no six. Play with two eights and a ten or an eight and two tens or something where you're, you're, you are more aggressive. You are pushing on the attack more because with them playing their man down, they should have been on the rope. Especially with yeah, Belmore, Bentley, and Gordon in the, like on the bench there as options. Exactly. Yeah, I would <clears throat> I would add that I mean there was not another defender to to put in. I mean, like if you're gonna take Meacham out, like Cole is your only option to put on. Um, I I think I honestly would have just preferred to see Meacham stay in the game, um, and then go really attacking minded into the second half. Um, ditch the ditch the four four two diamond. You know, it's it's kind of been a fun experiment, but like you're up a man, like go for the win. Like let's, let's, let's go for the win on the road. You're you've got, you've, you've played more games than anybody else. So every, every time you can get three points, you know, by being up a game in the standings in the table um, it's, it's really valuable to get these wins. And so, you know, if we could have seen Belmar come on sooner, if we could have seen maybe Gordon come in and just kind of, Built like help out the attack, you know. I would have liked to have seen that, yeah. So, so you know, the sub comes on, and uh, again, feel feel fine at the start of the second half. It's like, all right, you know, we're up, you know, up a man, leveled up, shouldn't be too bad, right? Can't be that bad coming up. It was bad, it was, yeah, actually, bad as possible. To be honest with you, we look like the, the team playing with a man down for majority of the second half, and that that was that. I mean, it it, it was baffling me how how badly we we're doing, and and I can't even say that. Oh, you know, Union Omaha, because what I was expecting, I was expecting a tough grind. I was expecting us to maybe end that night with a draw because. As we look 
at the track record of this kicker's team. Look at last year, our playoff game. We are a man up early. The, the other team goes a man down early, and literally they park the bus. Once a team parks the bus against the kickers, we're not scoring. And that, that has been the case on several occasions. So I was expecting Union Omaha cut their losses, maybe try and catch us on the counter if they can. But th- when you look at the goals they scored, they were kind of counterattacks, but with plenty of time for us to get back and defend. And we did not do it well. I mean, the other thing is they were all almost the oh. same goal. They were all almost the same goal over yeah. and over. Oh, pretty much carbon copy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Down the right yeah. side. Yeah. I mentioned, uh, you know, you know, Jake Meacham had, you know, a rough first half. Chris Cole possibly had the worst half I've seen, you know, kickers player have in who knows how long. Uh, the guy looked like he was in, you know, cement shoes the whole time, quicksand, pick your favorite, yeah. you know, uh, you know, metaphor, you know, there, but, you know, he's getting blown by, you know, on the wing, you know, it's, uh, you know, not, you know, blocking cross and not, wasn't doing anything. I like, we might've been better off in playing with 10 guys and having Chris Cole out there. You hate to yeah, say yeah. that. I mean, you know, it's harsh, but it was that bad. <laughs> I mean, especially against Omaha. I mean, these guys—if if you if you give them the chance, they are talented at at putting the ball into the middle. Um, Akoff, Sears, like those those guys will do it every time. Yeah, and they did. We, we yeah, and we let them. Yeah. yeah. So three. I'm three minutes into the half, and they you know cross the ball and to the point Schneer is making. They're crossing the ball, you know, wide open guy to wide open guy, down a man. It's like, and it's not just like you know, pinging the ball around the back, wide open guys. They're playing, uh, you know, kind of the nice blondish long ball from last year, over and over and over again, and continuing to find that space, continuing to you know, find that those openings, and uh, we get back to what you know, Alex, you mentioned, uh, you know, about five ten minutes ago, Noe Mesa, little guy who can get up, you know, and he he gets up and wide open and. Pretty easy header, you know, make it two one. Yeah, um, uh, Simon Finch was the Finch was the only one there, um, and he he was able to easily just get over him. Um, yeah. Ani was not was not close enough, and yeah, it was just the right place, right time, and and Mesa's going to do it. Yeah, I think there was a, a compilation of, of two mistakes because at this point you're looking at a situation where um, Chris Cole gets beat. Barnison has to shift to try and cover. Arnie shifts, and I think Fitch shifted late, and which is why Meza is able to get up with no challenge. Yes, Fitch was there, but he was running in. He was late, so he didn't get a, have a chance to actually get his feet under him to actually jump. So it's 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 unfortunate. It's like literally a domino effect, and that's why. Um, we're really missing Hornby back there because Hornby is solid enough that you don't have to have that domino effect happen over and over again. The players are shifting well. I mean, Fitz was a little late on that one, but the fact that they had to shift because because Cole got beat is what killed us on that play. Yep. 
Yeah, and you know, defensive cycles back. Like you see Suko a little bit at the tail end of the play. Where's Zaka at? You know, where's you know, you know, Zhao at? You know, to be able to help out because in the midfield also mostly invisible the entire second half. Like you know, once we made subs later on, like, you know, Gabe Cox made a little bit, you know, of you know, an impact when he came on, but otherwise, again, a midfield four, you know, up against ten men, you think they should be able to control things. A, a bit and at least you know takes the sting out of the game and they're basically invisible how how does that happen like you know why is this 442 you know not actually producing anything other than penalty kicks uh to be honest with you when i think about it it's it's basically we've gotten used to wide players being farther up the field. And in a 4-4-2 diamond, your wide players are basically your fullbacks. Um, your midfield four are midfielders. If you look at the four names in there, they are all central midfielders. They're not uh, – they're not – I think we lost Shanir there for a second. Sorry, yeah. they're not. They're not. Oh, sorry, <laughs> my phone decided to do something weird. Uh, they're they're not wide players, and when you look at our front two, they're attacking central attacking players. So our width is coming from so far back, um, and from so far back that they cannot be fully in the attack because they have their defensive responsibility. Uh, if you're going to do a four-four-two, you should just have to just chalk it up as two midfielders and two outside midfielders, outside wingers. I don't think the diamond really works for us with the way we play and with what Terzaghi needs as a striker. Yeah. I, I think it can work if Hornsby's actually playing because he can actually, you know, get up the field. Simon doesn't really do that. Chris Cole certainly doesn't do that. You know, and mm-hmm. and this team doesn't refuses to attack up the middle anyway. Like everything yeah. goes wide, no matter what. Always it goes wide. Like so, not a great combination. You know, that comes out of that. Then, yeah, it kind of just felt uh, like in that- the second half we were bound to have no attack. You know, when when Chris kind of made that sub for Meacham, because Meacham had like as bad of a game as he was having, like he, like one, one good transition moment could have, could have gotten him back in the game, you know, because he's super fast. Like if, if there's one good transition moment for him to make an overlapping run, um, we may, we maybe could have seen him turn things around and we maybe could have seen. Comes no, on. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. <laughs> oh. Uh-oh. Well, you're back. <laughs> okay. um, we, yeah, we, 
as soon as Chris Cole comes on, our, our it just feels like our attack it goes goes down the drain. Now, do you, do you all think that there uh, there should have been a uh, substitution after the second goal? Probably not right after. That's it's only the 48th minute right then. Uh, but yeah, you know, I think you know as you get closer to maybe you know 55, 60. I know we're going to get ready to pile on for goals three and goal four, but what difference does three or four make? You know, at that point, you might as well go for it. You know, and gold, when does goal difference really ever make a difference at the end of the season? You know, the points, points yeah. mean more. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think, yeah, you're right. I think around 50, 55th, 60th minute, I'd say just scratch it and, and, and get us back into our four three three, get our width further up the field, let our fullback just defend. And that way you you have a more balanced situation against a team that's down a man, I think would have would have been a little better and would have put, been able to put Union Omaha more on their heels and rather making them feel that they can come at us with ten men. Well that didn't happen, so Instead, uh, you kept going. So, yeah, I'm not blaming Will. It's going to sound like I'm just piling Will. I'm not, I'm trying not to. Uh, and I don't blame him for not saving that Mesa goal, unless he has it right at Will. It's not getting saved. What I do yeah. wonder is if we're missing a cure right there to try to light a fire under the ass of the defense at that point. Yeah, you know, because we know a cure yeah. will work. We know that you know. I mean, he's literally a coach on the field, uh, but we know he's not going to. You know, you take anything you know from his guys, and you know he'll put them in their place if necessary. I don't know if Will has that in him, you know, quite yet, because as I think we, you know, at least two of you all have mentioned, it looks like the guys were asleep out there, and I wonder if you know Akira's on the field if that helps make any level of difference with that. You, you do wonder what like Akira's leadership ability, like what kind of impact that has, um, because Darren has raved about his communication ability and how like you know how his communication sets up the defense and sets up the team really well um is like he's also talked about will really growing in that area but you you do wonder i think akira just being way more seasoned much older literally a coach on the field you know you think that I, I mean, it, it's a good point. I think probably his leadership and his communication ability on the field would have, it could have made a difference, you know. Yeah. I, <laughs> Might have stopped the bleeding. Perhaps, yeah. It, it may, it may maybe a 2-1, who knows, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so already brought up, this team can't defend, you know, or normally they're okay at defending corners. No, not not yesterday, uh, because should have given up another one right off a corner. Dos Santos had admittedly nice, you know, kind of side volley that uh, I think it was Jao cleared off the line. Why does he have that much space? That's my question on that to be able to you know hit a ball you know, clean off a corner with your feet. That shouldn't happen as an attacker. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then. You know, the parade, you know, down the Omaha right side, you know, just terrorizing our left side continues and eventually it leads to the third goal, you know, which I am chalking up to ball watching and slow reaction times. Alex, what do you see on there? 
Yeah, I mean, um, I wrote that in my notes specifically um, that uh, they were they they were all over us on that right side leading up to that goal. Um, just dominant. Um, we we looked like we were playing with ten men, right? Like specifically right there. That was like the I guess like the the biggest glaring example of that. Um, and uh, you know, Dos Santos fresh off the bench. Um, you know, we know he's, you know, he's older, but he's, you know, he's still very, very talented and, and physical. Um, yeah, that was just a, a perfect storm for, uh, Omaha to score a third goal. Gabe, do you see anything that stood out to you on that one that you want to mention? Uh, um, it, it, uh, again, getting beat on that right side on their right, our left, was, I think they just literally targeted that side the whole game because you saw it also in the first half against Meacham. Um, it's a bit telling and worrying that even after we make a substitution, Union Omaha still feel that they can pummel us on that side of the field. Normally, it's for example, you were to have a player getting, you know, having a bad day at the office and the other team is targeting that player. The second half come around, you sub that player out. Most of the times you would see the opposing team try something different until they contest that player out. Um, in this situation, they were just like, oh, business as usual, boys. It doesn't matter who's over there. As long as it's not Hornsby, we're good. And that's, yeah, that's they, worrying. That's, they had... They had done their homework and they knew that Hornsby was not going to be there. Um, and they looked like they had practiced for that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, it's worrying that no one can step into that position and at least kind of hold their own and make another team feel like, all right, well, we need to just have a, maybe a plan B. It didn't look like Union Omaha even were interested in trying to figure out a plan B because they knew plan A was going to work. Yeah, why change if it's working? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and we blocked the first shot for Mesa's first shot, and then Dos Santos is right there. I mean, it's just – if it's there, it's <laughs> – Yeah, I mean, it looked to me like you know, both Ani and Suko were way too slow to react, you know, to the rebound coming out. You know, Suko – it looked to me like he, he cleared the ball right into Dos Santos's leg and it went in. You know, I couldn't, couldn't tell if it actually happened or if – you know, Dos Santos just got there a fraction ahead of him and put it, you know, directly in himself. Either way, you know, slow on the jump, you know, slow to react in the in the box once again, and you know, you know story of the night. And this is the point where uh, Darren uh, makes all the changes. You know, he takes off Emmy, he takes off Neil, he takes off someone else. Doesn't matter. Sierkowski, yeah, brings on. Uh, Belmar brings on Bentley, brings on O'Dwyer. How do y'all feel about yeah. these subs? I mean, at this point of the game, it looks like you know you're down two goals. I guess with is it is it about 15 minutes left in the game at this point? Oh, 20, 20 minutes. 20 minutes. 20, yeah. yeah. Um, you. It feels like we're conceding the loss at this point, which is still super frustrating when you're still up a man, like you would think that there would just be some level of fight in this team, 
But it felt like as soon as Omaha scored that first goal, we got punched in the mouth and then didn't respond at all. Um, and so, you know, I, I guess there's some props to be given to Darren for like giving these guys a chance. Hey, like, you know, to say, Hey, like, you know, Terzaghi's Terzaghi's on a yellow Neil's on a yellow. Um, Sirikowski, you know, provided a penalty assist essentially, but you know, let's, Let's see what these three can do. And, and, we, and we have Charlotte coming up next week. We got Charlotte coming up next yeah. week, which like, it's not a, it's not a must win in the true sense of like, you know, playoff position at this point of the season. But if, if you don't win that game, you, you feel, I don't feel the best as a fan about like how the season is going to go. Um, but yeah, it just feels like we conceded the loss at this point. Um, and basically tried to salvage next week's, game against charlotte yeah I, I completely agree with that it, it definitely seemed like uh darren was just like this is a wash um let's see what uh let's see what these guys can do but you know we got to pull nil and emmy at this point um so we don't risk uh losing them for next week yeah and i'm fine with that portion of it like yeah. yeah, it seemed bizarre at, at, you know, as it was happening and then, you know, then thinking that through um, it, you know, I, I, I get the coaching decision there. I don't and, mind the logic. Yeah. yeah. The, the Emmy part, I, I get it, but you know, the optics of it don't look great. I don't care if he takes Neil off. He's done nothing since he's come back from injury. He made one penalty. Yeah, he created a bunch of chances last week, um, but yeah. I mean – Production is way down, you know, from last year. I don't think he should be turned in the lineup. Let's put it that way. Like, you know, the team was looking better without him. Yeah. I don't know if there was maybe an adjustment made um, with the way we played when he was injured that he now doesn't fit into. Um, if that was something, that'd be something I have to look a little deeper into, but. Uh, we we do know the weaknesses that Neil has is pace. He has none. Um, he's got the the foot skills. He's got the vision, but pace is what he lacks. And I don't know if maybe the the way the midfield plays now kind of adjusted to the fact that he wasn't there and is trying to use pace a little more maybe. And now when he when you plug him in, he's completely lost in that situation. Yeah, and he can still be a good player you know, for this team, but. Yeah, we have not seen the 2021 or 2022 version of Neil Vignals yet this year, and I think this team really needs that if uh, they're going to do anything, really. Yeah. Yep. Uh, they, they scored again later on. That second goal, basically the same one, except he kicked it in this time instead of headed it. I don't know if we need to torture <laughs> anybody else with you know going through how our guys sucked on another you know crossed ball. No, yeah, move on. I, I felt uh, bad for uh, for Gabe Cox. It happened like right at. It wasn't his fault at all, uh, but you know, it happened right after he came in. <laughs> well, you bring him up. Let's talk about that because I think that was another little bit of a spark, a little bit of a you know, good takeaway from the game. So, uh, you know, Gabe Cox, our you know eighteen year old midfielder, you know, uh, academy kid, comes in, and he didn't look out of place. I didn't think, you know, and he he almost scored. Yeah, had a really good shot. 
Yeah, so uh, yeah. Apache sourced, you know, a high-quality save out of New Who. Uh, and yeah, I, I feel like he, he was involved in another, you know, shot. You know, they got blocked and, you know, some other mess around the box and a little bit of a flurry that was going on, like the 85th-ish minute. Yeah, so, I mean, he, so. and, he and Bentley and and a little bit with Belmar definitely injected a little bit of uh, energy in the, that last, you know, that last 15 minutes. Um, but, I mean, too bad they were stymied by Nuhu. <laughs> yeah. I think I, I, I wouldn't have minded. I mean, seeing how Gabe played in the last 15 minutes or so, I wouldn't have minded seeing him come on earlier. You know, it, just – seeing what he provided, I mean, there's there's har- hardly a way of knowing that. We've seen very little of him this season. I, I wasn't on them, made some good passes. Um, it's nice knowing that you have another guy in the midfield that, like, God, God forbid, like, Joe Al go down or, or somebody else go down. But, like, I, I like him coming on in the midfield. I, I wouldn't mind seeing him come on with a little bit more time, maybe in the 60th minute in the future. Yeah. I, mean, I think you know, the last couple of games where he's come on that, I mean, it has been a ton of minutes, but he's you know, shown his place and he looks like he belongs. Yeah. And he certainly yeah. And he doesn't look like he doesn't belong. Maybe that's even more important. Uh, again, can't say for everybody, you know, on Saturday, you know, because there are definitely some passengers on the field. Definitely. Yeah, is Gabe oh, uh, is is he still academy or is he is he full on the full roster? I think he's on the academy contract. Okay, yeah, yeah. So in he's still he a little to... bit limited, right? Well, it's in case he wants to play in college. Yeah, yeah. Just eligibility. Yeah. So, and uh, I kept trying to figure out where that second red card came from for Giovanni uh, yeah. Willis. Oh, the, I yes. Was... I was trying to figure out, okay, so why did he get a red card? Did he say something? Because I saw the, the AR was pointing him out to the center referee when the center referee came over. Yeah, he was, he, pointed on, him out. he was pointing him out. He was on the side warming up. He was on the side warming up and said some uh, choice words to uh, to the referees, and they, they gave him a red for it. Um, yeah, They were just about to have a free often, kick, but, Here's the big picture. What kind of considered a bench red. You have to be, you know, be warming up, join at you know the assistant ref, you know, over a call when you're up two goals, you know, because the team that looks dead in the water, right then, like, what, what are you trying to call? What are you doing, right then? Like, that's, you know, if I'm, uh, you know, the Omaha coach, you know, that dude's going to my doghouse right now. You know, yeah, he's going to be suspended. Yeah, for you, day, I mean, you probably. Uh, I don't know they're coming the next couple either after that. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know who it was. There was another player warming up over there, but he was looking at him like, what the hell were you doing? Like, And you could see him point out, like, he did that gesture, like two fingers to the side of the head, like, you're not thinking, dude. Like, why did you even do that? <laughs> so apparently he was alone in his in his stupidity. No one was defending him there. Uh, all of the other... All of the other subs were looking at him like he had three heads. So uh, after I was trying to figure out what happened. Yeah, but even more infuriating. You know, Omaha has you know the two absolute knucklehead moments of the game, and they still roll us. It's embarrassing. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is, to be honest, like this is the Omaha that I expected um, this season. Um, I think they're, you know, they, they started slow in the first half. Um, I thought they were going to be way better than they were. Um, I thought they were going to be playing like this. Um, This is, like I said, this is the exact Omaha that I expected this season. Yeah. So unfortunately they uh, figured it out against us. Yeah. And for me, I mean, uh, Shanir, you made reference to this earlier. You know, Darren got a little pissy with me at the end of last season when I asked him this in the postgame question. But this team consistently bleeds goals, you know, against ten men. You know, they did it in the playoffs against Chattanooga. They did it in the regular season against Chattanooga. They bled two against Noco in a regular season you know, game last year. That thankfully they got the third and came back and won. Uh, I, I don't understand how this consistently you know, happens. You know, that, you know, going up a man actually ends up being a net negative for a team. I'm not, no response necessary. That's just me venting of how does that continue to happen? I think, I think it's like, it's like I talked about at, at the end of last season is, we do not know how to break down a low block. Once a team parks the bus, there is no way we're scoring. We still try, and that causes our players to move up the field and leave the space in behind for us to, for, for us to be caught on the counterattack. In this game, it was even worse because they weren't even catching us on a straight-up counterattack. It was they countered, took their time, and then carved us open. And it's... It, just one of those situations where you look at, I, I don't know if there was some tired legs going on out there, but there was a lot of disconnect going on. A lot of, uh, it, the, the, the game did not look good on, 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 on the side of the kickers at all. Yeah. And for me, but if it's yeah. a, a one-off thing, fine. It's a one-off, but it's clearly not a one-off at this point. Earlier in the year, you know, the only other time I think uh, that, you know, the kickers who were on the, good end of a red card out in Fuego uh, and you know, yeah, different game state. They're holding on to a lead, but they're under fire for that, that like, you know, 15 minutes you're right then. And you're seemingly barely holding on for life. Again, n- not apples to apples, you know, comparison, but uh, I don't, I don't, I just don't get what it is, you know, about you know, Darren's teams and why playing as 10 men is, you know, just a poison pill. <clears throat> we can move on from that, though, rather than dwell on that. Uh, anything else from this game that you guys care to mention? Anybody else you want to put on blast? You know, Omaha players, our players, the announcer who apparently you know had the uh, golf weekend off. I think we just didn't. I think what was frustrating about this game was we just did not see any fight from this team until Gabe Cox came comes on with 15 minutes left in the game. Like I like I mentioned it in passing earlier, but we we get scored on early, we get punched in the mouth, and then like we just lay down and let them keep hitting us, and it it just didn't feel like we were there's any sense of urgency um, coming back. Um, I think I mean the the reality of it is it's it's one game, it's you know it's it's an opportunity missed for sure. It is one game. We're still sitting in fourth on the table, um, albeit play, having played one more game than just about everybody in the standings. Um, but, you know, it's it, 
it's an opportunity to, to turn around at home next week. Yeah. Um, like I said earlier, um, I think that Cox and Bentley um, did inject some great energy into the last few minutes, um, forcing Nuhu to, uh, to really uh, make some quality saves uh, too little, too late. Um, and yeah, there's a, you know, just gotta, there's a lot of questions that need to be answered before Charlotte next week by this team. Yeah, absolutely. All right. And so. a, a big one centers around is Hornsby coming back, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, I think, I think this is a problem that I feel that we've had uh, consistently. It's a pattern. Anytime a key player gets injured, it's like the entire team kind of falls apart. And you see a domino effect around the field from that player's injury. Particularly a fullback. When we lost Stu yeah. at the end of last year, we, our attack was, was diminished. When we lost Ian Antley in 2021 and in 2020, our attack also was diminished. You know, Darren's, mm-hmm. Darren's attacking system relies so much on a strong attacking fullback. If we don't have that, it you know, we're just not like, we're not going to score goals. Yeah, I, th- yeah, I think those should be the two positions that, that, that are the most contested in terms of competition. Because at this point right now, if that's the system you're working with, you can't have two guys who say, yeah, I'm definitely starting. It needs to be enough competition that if you take one out and put another in, it's not that much of a difference. So, I, I don't know. This, this, CBA this, era. Huh? Don't know that's going to happen in the collective bargaining agreement era. Oh, definitely not. <laughs> yeah, we're, 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 that ship has sailed. But I mean, in, in terms. Huh? We need to develop them in the academy. We need to see some fullbacks come up. We need the de- like that. If, if, if our academy guys like don't come up and prove to be talented and like it's, it's a bleak future for us, realistically. Yeah, it get two really good fullbacks and hope they don't get injured. Yeah, so that's, that's not. Well, let's go and try to put a bow on this game before we start looking ahead uh, to next week and uh, go through the very out short but also very tough challenge of uh, putting out our top threes for this week. <sighs> I mean, you guys need a minute. I, I'm happy to go first because I already went through this brain exercise. Yeah, I've got mine. Yeah. All right, uh, I've got mine too. All right, uh, Alex, you're you're new to the new to the game. Why don't you uh, lead us off here? All three are just my top one. I'll just do all three at once. Um, Emmy for the goal and for the you know the first half being the one who uh, you know is making things happen. Um, and then I'm gonna go with uh, Gabe Cox and Matt Bentley. All right. Makes sense. Gabe, what's up? Um, I'll say Emmy gets my three for scoring a goal. Um, I'll say, um, I'll say Will Will Palmquist for his first half of play. You know, I liked I liked the way that he played in the first half, particularly. It's hard. It's hard given you're giving like a keeper like <laughs> putting putting yeah when he when he can like when when four goals are scored on him, but like I. I'm seeing the forest through the trees. He he had a great first half. 
Um, and then I'm going to go Gabe Cox in my one because there there was energy ejected as soon as he came in. Schneer, what you got for us? Uh, very similar. Um, giving my three points to Emmy. Um, uh, drawing the PK, scoring the PK, getting a player sent off, and just being the all-around villain in an away game. Uh, he gets the three points for that. Um, the two points, I think I'm going to give it to Gabe. He came on and, and was electric. Um, and for someone so young, uh, coming out of the academy, that's, that's, a, that's a big shout. And I'm going to give my one point to uh, Will for his first half performance. Um, as a goalkeeper, when your defense is really that bad, you can only give one half of, of heroics before it starts to catch up with you. And and that's uh, at the end of the day, that second half, there's not really much you could have done about those situations. The other team, the, our defense was just atrocious. Yeah, I mean, mine are very similar. Emmy first because you know three points because literally who who else can actually. Be who else actually did anything positive, you know, for more than like one little blip during that game. So, I mean, almost by default, uh, I also gave you know Cox, you know, my two points because he did a good thing on the field, and this game, a good thing merits two points. And then, uh, I agree with Alex, I gave Bentley my one because he hustled. I mean, he yeah. has he had a couple quality shots. Um, he yeah. made new who worked for it. Um, and that's you know something we need to see more of from from Bentley. And he, yeah. you know, he. Yeah, I mean, he's another guy who he's got to turn start turning it on a little bit more. Like we're 17 games in the season, and he's still got a you know goose egg, you know, on there. That's not what we need from him. So yeah. All right. Uh, you know, we've we've talked about uh, where the kickers are in the standings, you know, quite you know a bit. Uh, you know, right now they're sitting technically fourth place that won't last uh, as other teams no. play games uh, because we played the most games in the league. Uh, but, you know, Alex, uh, you know, you're, you're kind of, you know, league one guru, you know, have, have pulse on what's going on throughout the league. Uh, what should the kickers be you know, keeping their eyes out for and uh, what should fans you know, be looking at, you know, over the next few weeks uh, throughout league one? Well, um, Depends on what Charlotte does tonight. Um, you know, Charlotte is currently playing Lexington. Um, that to me, that's a toss-up because of the way Charlotte has been playing, and and you know, Lexington is like one of those teams I think could could beat them again, uh, having already beat they're them once. They're actually one 0 up against Lexington right now. Just scored. Okay, who so. scored? And um, let's see, uh, Kelly. Okay. Okay. Um, USL championship all-time leading scorer, Dane Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to hear that a lot next week. Yeah. He, <laughs> so yeah, he, he was my preseason pick for the, uh, for golden boot and that you, we see how that, that has gone so far. Um, not how, not how I expected. Um, but yeah. Um, like, I mean, forward Madison has a string of one nil victories um, that has put them at the top of the table. Um, like solidly put them at the top of the table right now. Um, I think, yeah, Charlotte cannot. Uh, yeah. Nope. Charlotte, Charlotte could uh, go into first place if they win today. 
Um, but let's see. Charlotte, um, Charlotte will be at 26 if they win. They'll be. Oh, uh, is it 26? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, Northern Colorado, I think, is on a tear right now. Um, I know they they drew uh, Chattanooga yesterday, but like that is something that often happens at home against Chattanooga or when Chattanooga is at home. Um, but I mean, I see them as like one of the the, the top talents. Uh, them and, and North Carolina FC are still my like my picks right now for uh, uh, you know one and two to finish the league. Um, but um, Omaha right now is as we've seen is they're they've had five games without a loss. Um, Greenville's on the way up. Um, like you know, these are two teams that struggled early on and are 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 kind of getting the momentum going into the second half of the season. Um, so like that, the, the parity right now between like, like four five, six, seven, even possibly even eight Knoxville. And then if sort if, if Tormenta gets their stuff together, like that, that, that could be a tough race for those last, uh, three, uh, playoff spots. And, you know, Richmond has got to, uh, they've got to get it together if they want to stay ahead of that pack, uh, and remain in this contention. Um, yeah. 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 It's a weird spot right now because it's not like the top teams are out of sight, you know, but also the team had played that well lately. And I mean, you look at the top teams in the league, like you have to go all the way down to Greenville to find a team that this team has beaten so far this year. Uh, so um, doing a good job of you know, picking up the points off of, you know, the, the bottom quarter of the table, but that's only going to take us so far. Yeah. yeah, and I want to say our schedule gets a little bit easier in the second half, um, but then you know, of course, that's dependent on some of these uh, bottom of the table teams. Uh, you know, are steadily improving. Um, wait, who do we have coming up? We've got yeah, Charlotte, yeah. Hailstorm, yeah, Lexington, tough. yeah, and then Lexington again. Um, so yeah, so you know, not going to be a easy track you know, forward you know i need to start you know stringing together you know goals you know uh hopefully hopefully not relying on you know the, the refs you know uh seeing the penalties you know, because last four goals have all been penalties yep you know i mean well, nice that we're getting them finally but it's probably not sustainable in the long run yeah no all right uh so yeah, it's coming Saturday. Kickers, you know, home against uh, Charlotte. Uh, big game. You know, we just went through it. How it's going to you know be a fight you know for likely fourth uh, temporarily in the table. Uh, you know, coming up. Yeah. Uh, you know, we've seen them twice so far this year. First you know game was a boring zero zero to open the season. Yeah. Um, and then uh, they uh, they got us. You know, home opener. You know they. Uh, 2-1 you know, game right there. So hopefully, even up the season series, hopefully it's another great crowd, you know, at City Stadium uh, for as up and down as, you know, on the field has been this year. You know, the ticket sales team has been absolutely killing it, you know, all season long. Yeah. You know, let's keep the you know, track going for, you know, clipsing, you know, 5K average for the year. Well on track for that right now. Guys, any other thoughts leading into Saturday? Do we make any changes to the uh, starting eleven? Um, like, say, yeah. with Bentley, Belmore, Gordon in favor of Sirakowski or Gomiro? 
I feel like you have to do something different, right? Yeah, I I, I would say we need to go back to the four three three. Um, the past couple of games, I don't know if I'm convinced with your Southie being a starter. I'm, I don't think I'm convinced. Um, like he was completely anonymous yesterday uh, against Union. Um, and I, I, it wasn't that memorable against Chattanooga. So I don't know if the two up front is working for us. I think we need to get, get ourselves back to the three in the front uh, like we had before because that, that's when we were showing. And we're, and we're going back to City Stadium, a regular-sized field. So we can use our width. I'd like to see Belmar back in the starting lineup. Um, you know, comes on for 20-ish minutes yesterday. Um, hardly he, – he comes in the game a little bit against Chattanooga, and then he's out of the team. Uh, so we're looking at three games in a row of very little minutes for him. I'd like to see like to see him back in the back in the team. Um, I feel like he was starting to provide a little bit, provide a little bit on the dribble, particularly uh, as he as he approached the box. So you know, it'd be good to see him, um, yeah, see him play well. All right. Then, any other thoughts or comments to? Round us out before we sign off here tonight. I think we're good. Let's get three points. No, all right. We've set our piece. Uh, so yeah, uh, want to thank you know Alex one more time for hopping on, you know, filling in, you know, Ellie's chair this evening. Uh, you know, Alex, people want to you know hear for more from you. Uh, how can they find you on the internet? Yeah, I'm a League One updater on Twitter. That's a League with the number one updater, uh, LeagueOneUpdater.com. Um, yeah, that's that's where you can find my work. Yeah, he, he does you know a good job of uh, providing you know maybe in my opinion a little too unbiased uh, take you know throughout the league. Uh, we can up that homework content a little bit. I think that'd be great. Uh, you know, but seriously, he does you know a good job. You know, uh, great place to be able to go to check out what's going on around the league. Uh, if you you don't want to spend the time watching you know uh, ESPN Plus reruns or you know scouring uh, Twitter or Threads or wherever the hell people are going to put information nowadays. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, Alex, good guy. You know, see him around uh, City Stadium, you know, as well. Uh, you know, Gabe Shanier, thank you guys as always. Uh, Listeners, thank you for listening to our uh, family therapy session tonight. Hopefully, everybody uh, you know got it. Was able to you know, get out you know some of the stuff just like we did. And hopefully, uh, we're not doing this again. You know, this year. You know, hopefully, this is the one you know, for the year. And then uh, it's all going to be smoother sailing moving forward. Uh, again, thanks, guys. Thanks, everybody. Look forward to seeing everyone out Saturday night, City Stadium, and we will talk to you next time. Okay.